Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 215. I'm Delane Vaughn. I am a board certified family medicine doctor, a former emergency room nurse, a veteran healthcare provider, and the host of this podcast. This podcast is for women who are not ready to let go of their longevity, their vitality, and their vigor. It's for women who know that life is a gift and they're not ready to start the downward spiral of disease like type 2 diabetes. So, if you find that you are a woman that can do really hard things in life, you know you can do really hard things professionally, you know you're a great mother, you know you're a great spouse, you know you're a great daughter to aging parents, and you can't seem to master chocolate cake, this is the podcast for you. We want to talk today. So today we are going to talk about how a mindset, I know you're really shocked to hear that we're going to talk about a mindset, but we're going to talk about how to start making decisions about your food that are very clear. We'll dive into that here shortly. I always want to give a disclaimer. If you are on medications, if you have been started on medications for your type 2 diabetes, you have been started on these meds because of the way that you've eaten in the past. When you change the way you eat, you need to change your medications also. If not, you can get very, very sick. Sick like that involves a hospital stay or an emergency room visit or God forbid in death, okay? So if you are on medications for your type 2 diabetes, you need to get a clear line of communication open with your medical provider so that you know how to get them your blood sugars as they drop and they get you the information of which meds to come off of, okay? So I need to make sure you understand that if you are medicated, please, please, please have a good line of communication open with your medical provider so that you don't end up getting really sick from the medications that you're on. I would also ask that you share this podcast like it or rate it or write a review on your podcast player, share it on social media, email it to your friends, tell your friends about it. If you are getting help from this podcast, the chances are really good. Other people that you know will also get help. Let them have that opportunity for the help that you're getting by sharing this podcast with them. You can also follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. That's where any information that I release or like webinars or whatever are going to come from that you're going to get that information. Yes, you'll get it on the podcast, but you will also get more specific information on those social media platforms. It's MD on both Instagram and Facebook. There's also a MD Reversing Diabetes Facebook group. Find it and join it. It's a fun, fun group. Lots of amazing ladies in there ready to help you out going through the same journey that you are. Find that group. It's a really fun time. All right. Lastly, if you are interested in a reversing diabetes, uh, reversing your diabetes assessment call, set that up. You can set it up by sending me an email to Lane at Delane MD. You can find it at Calendly.com, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash Delane MD. You can also find a link if you go to my link tree in my Instagram profile. It will take you directly there. These are 45-minute assessment calls where you and I discuss your specific obstacles to reversing your type 2 diabetes. At the end of the call, you get some clarity on what that obstacle is and why you haven't been able to overcome it. If you're interested, we can talk about the group, we can talk about how you can get more help. If you have the ability to get that help for yourself, it just makes it so much easier, so much quicker. It's a no-brainer. Let's go. So if you're interested in setting up one of those reversement calls, please, please reach out to me. Again, if you can't find the way to schedule it, or if 
my Calendly link doesn't offer anything until like December, which it shouldn't. But if there's some reason that you can't find anything in a reasonable amount of time, just send me an email, Delane at DelaneMD.com. I'm happy to get that set up for you. All right. So today we are going to talk about kind of the how to do it. I want to let everybody know that I am currently in Dallas. The sun's coming up right over there and there's an airplane. I am on the 22nd floor of a hotel here in Dallas. So I'm recording from a place that's not typical. Um, I pray that the internet's going to be solid. It's been a little sketchy, but we'll run with that. I'm at a conference. It's been a wonderful conference and I have a lot of great things. It's a coaching conference. One of the best things about coaching conferences is you come here and you get regenerated and you get jazzed and you get excited and you learn a lot of different things about how other coaches are coaching and you learn how to like you can apply it to your coaching practice so for women who listen to this podcast for women who come to my webinars for women who come to my five-day challenges for women who are joining my group you all benefit from this experience and i'm really excited that there's going to be some really amazing upcoming podcasts thanks to my time here at this conference so Today, we are going to talk about kind of how you do it. We're going to talk about how to do it. Two episodes ago, I think it was 213, we discussed that which diet was right for you, right? Like this is a big question. Which diet do I need to do? Do I need to do the Mediterranean? Do I need to do keto? Do I need to do low-cal? Do I need to do low-carb? What do I need to do? The conclusion from that podcast is really that no diet is perfect or right. It's really how to do it, how to reverse your type 2 diabetes is really a process of collecting data, seeing how your blood sugars respond, how your biology responds, and how you feel on a certain diet, and reconciling that diet with your data, and then going from there. That's the only way you find out what's right for you. The webinar this week that I did, in case you didn't listen, I did a webinar explaining how coaching works and how it works to help you to reverse your type 2 diabetes. If you weren't there for it, and there was some technical issues, so if you weren't there for it, find it on my YouTube channel. That and during that webinar, the discussion came that like it wasn't so much about the things you need to do. It's not the diet you need to do that's important. It's the things you really have to stop doing. There is no amount of Mediterranean diet you're going to add to a diet of Twinkies that's going to get you there, okay? You must stop eating the BS food that makes you sick. That is the one thing you must do. It's not about the diet you need to follow. You have to stop doing the thing that's making you sick. That's one thing that needs to be done. So today we're going to kind of reconcile both of these things no one specific diet and avoiding processed foods that are making you ill into one mindset. Now, you know, you're not going to be shocked that I'm not going to give you a meal plan. I'm going to give you a mindset. Remember, ladies, you do not need me to tell you to stop eating food that makes you sick. You know the cakes and the muffins and the waffles and the ice cream and the fries and the pizza are the problem. You don't need me to tell you the diet to eat. I'm not telling you anything new with that. What you need to know is why your brain keeps telling you that it's okay to eat those. What I'm here to tell you is, you, is new to your brain. The, the mindset that I give you, that's the new part to your brain. And that's what we're going to talk about. So this is important. This thought, this mindset, this mind filter that I'm going to give you is important. Because if you start filtering all of your food decisions, all of your food choices through this single question, 
you're going to get a lot of clarity about what it means to fix your type 2 diabetes, about what you need to do to fix your type 2 diabetes. There won't be questions about it. Clarity is one of the best things that you can do to, or that you can work towards when you're wanting to fix your type 2 diabetes. So let's talk about how to implement this. A lot of this goes back to things that I have taught in the past about goal setting, okay? So first, you need to be clearly connected to what you want to create, to the goal that you have. Maybe you have a goal of a fasting blood sugar of less than 100 each day. Maybe it's you want your goal is eating less than 75 grams of carbs per day. Maybe your goal is an A1C of 5.6 or less by December 31st of this year. Maybe you want to be down 20 pounds by December 31st this year. You need to clearly identify what you are working towards that usually is, a, is it's always going to be a measurable thing. Don't give yourself, I want to be healthier. I just want to be healthier. That is too vague. You don't give yourself any boundaries for you to bounce off of. I love when we think about boundaries like this. Boundaries, a lot of times people are like, oh, it keeps me so confined and I can't move. I can't do the things I want to do. Boundaries are the things that when you're in a momentum and you're like, woo, we're running. Boundaries are the things that bounce you back when you realize, oh, Maybe I was going in the wrong direction. You have to have that bouncer, that boundary to bounce you bounce off of to bring you back when you're about to get into a situation you don't want to be in that's not in alignment with your goals, okay? So your goals need to be measurable and they should have a date with them. I want to have a blood sugar of less than 100 every day by November 1st of 2023. I want to be eating less than 75 grams of carbs per day starting today. And I want to do that every day for 90 days and see where my blood sugars are. Those are goals. Those are boundaries that when then you get out of that trajectory, you're like, ooh, you know, I've eaten 72 grams of carbs per day and I want to eat these grapes, but there are another 15 grams of carbs per day. That's going to shoot you out of that boundary. That gives you that thing to bounce up, up, up against and bring you back in. And tomorrow, because you want to eat 75 grams of carbs every day for the next 90 days so that you can see what happens. That's a goal. So tomorrow, when you want to bounce out of that boundary, again, it brings you back in. So you need to have a clear goal that's measurable. You probably should have a date with it. Again, healthier is just too vague. I always think of this vagueness. You need clarity or you have vagueness, right? Vagueness is when you're like trying to wear frosted glasses and look at a map and find your way somewhere. It's difficult. And when you're trying to do something you've never done before, like fix your type 2 diabetes, it's already going to be a little murky and foggy. It's going to be a little, it's going to be new. It's going to be a little uncertain. There's going to be this uncertainty added to it, right? So why add the complication and the difficulty of foggy glasses to it? Make it as clear as possible, okay? If you've ever listened to me talk about this, about goals, I always say make it clear, but I also recommend that you think on it. Make yourself a goal, write it down in pencil. And I'm not kidding, write it down in pencil. You can use a pen if you want. Don't use a Sharpie though, Sharpies are so prominent. Don't use a Sharpie. Write it down in pencil and sleep on it. 
and then you commit to it with a Sharpie, okay? This is one of the biggest mistakes I see people make with goals. They're in this point where they're like, ooh, I feel all this energy, I want it. Or worse, they're in this point where they feel so horrible that they're like, whatever it takes, I don't care, I want this goal. And they're like ready to cut off their legs. And I'm like, no, that's not gonna work. You're gonna want, you know, in the morning when you wake up and you don't feel so awful, you may not be willing to do the things that you just committed to in a goal. And then of course, when you don't do the goal, like you're like, oh, I made this goal. And then immediately I, you know, reneged on it. And I didn't wanna do it. When we do that, we just give ourselves evidence that we can't make a goal and complete the goal and achieve it. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Be kinder to yourself. Write it down in pencil think about it, dream about it, imagine it, and then sleep on it. And in the morning when you wake up, if you still want that thing, then run with it, go for it. Even if you don't know how to do it, even if you're like, I want it and I'm not sure, awesome, there's help for that part. But if you wake up in the morning, you're like, actually, I do still wanna keep my legs, I don't wanna cut them off, cool. Like, let's reform that goal and sleep on that one, okay? so. You need to have a goal, you need to have it clearly defined, and you need to make sure you want it, okay? This gives you clarity, okay? Then after you gain that clarity of what it is that you want so badly, then I want you to determine why you want this clearly defined goal. Why is it important to you? What will that goal mean to you? How will you feel when you've reached that goal and why will you feel that way? Give yourself all of these answers. Give yourself as many reasons as you can. It is important to list off, to give as many, as to have as many reasons as possible. As many reasons as you feel are important to you. As you get closer to your goal, you will start to experience these reasons differently. So for example, if you have a goal of dropping your A1C from 8 to 5.5 because you want to feel better, you want to feel physically better, okay? So your goal is 8 to 5.5 by December 31st of 2023, clearly defined goal, okay? Am I still on everything? That's amazing. I am so... <laughs> unimpressed right now with this Friday morning, but that's okay. So if there's been a glitch, this lost connection, it took about a minute, I don't know, maybe 60, maybe 30 seconds, maybe it wasn't a full minute to reconnect. So I readjusted when the sun was getting in my eyes. So I've readjusted out of that. Um, I'm going to go on from here. I am so sorry for anybody listening on the replay to this podcast. It's going to be a little glitchy. Bear with me. I'm putting this out from the hotel and for whatever reason, the internet just needed a little break. And so it wasn't recording. So, okay. So you have a goal and you want to go from an A1C of 8.5 to 5.5 by December 31st of 2023. And you want to do this because you want to feel physically better. You just want to feel better. That's a great goal. And that's a great reason. And you love it. But what you're going to realize is as you start to 
drop your A1C, it goes from 8.0, and you won't know this, but your body, your physiology is going to start feeling better when you go from 8.0 to 6.0. You haven't quite gotten to that 5.5 range, but you're feeling better. When you do that, you're going to need something other than feeling better to drive you to that goal of 5.5. That's where you want to have as many reasons as possible because you're going to need something more to drive you down to that goal. <clears throat> it's similar with losing weight. Lots of women say, I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to fit in my clothes better. I'm going to look so great in my clothes. I'm going to wear a smaller size. Yes, you are. And you're going to do it at 25 pounds. At 25 pounds, you're going to be there. So you're going to need something more to get you to the full goal of 50 pounds, okay? So you need to have as many reasons as possible and reasons that are really meaningful to you. And they are going to be meaningful in different periods of time, right? Like if you're saying, I want to be, I want to learn how to eat healthier. I want my diabetes to get better and I want to be healthy. I just want to live a healthy life. And that's something we're going to get to here in a minute. I just want to live this healthy life. When you're frustrated at the end of a day of work, that I just want to be healthy is not going to mean so much to you. You're going to be frustrated and irritated and you just want to feel better. You don't want to feel healthy. You want to feel better. Okay. So recognize that when you're making these goals, you really need to have the goal and then a bunch of reasons why. Because each day, those reasons are going to land differently in your experience, okay? So from this clarity, right, you're going to have reasons and you're going to have a clear goal. You can start to evaluate the decisions about what you're doing based on whether it moves you towards the goal or away from your goal, okay? So the question that's going to give you a really great, the really amazing compass that you're looking for, the question you need to ask yourself is, does the decision I'm about to make about my food or about my exercise, what I'm going to do here about my A1C, does this decision that I'm about to make make me proud? This is the question. This is frequently the question that women are actually looking for. They get tied up in what do I eat? What do I not eat? When do I eat? How much water do I drink? How many macros? When do I exercise? All of these things get women confused. They believe that there is some right way to do it. If you're considering about what to eat, if you're at a restaurant and you're like, gosh, I don't know what to eat. Ask yourself, if I eat this dish, if I order this dish and I eat it, will I be proud in the morning? If your answer is, I'm not sure, I would not eat that. If your answer is probably not, I definitely wouldn't eat that. There is no one that sits there and eats a salad and chickens like, oh, hell, nope, I don't know. I'm not going to be proud of that one in the morning. Nobody says that. If you can't wake up in the morning and think, hell yeah, I did that. That was rock star. Look at me winning. And or you wake up in the morning and you don't have any thoughts about it because you know it was the right thing to do. That's how you want to feel in the morning. Okay. You do not want to wake in the morning thinking again, stupid, stupid, stupid. I did that again. Nobody ever thinks that when they eat the salad and the chicken or the salad and the salmon or the steak and the asparagus. Nobody ever thinks that. It's when you got 
the bread and the rolls and the pizza and the baked potato and you know all of these different things although i would offer that a baked potato is not you know the end of the world but if you're insulin resistant you're going to have to avoid a baked potato until that insulin resistance resolves okay women wake up believing they're never gonna get it figured out feeling awful about themselves when they eat junk it never happens with the salmon and the salad and you know that so that question as you're making that decision is this the right food for me is this the thing i need to do i would ask yourself is this going to make me proud in the morning and that is almost always what women are looking for they look at the chocolate molten cake for dessert and they're like, oh, but girl, I deserve it. I've done so well. And they talk themselves into this and they have, it's almost like they create confusion with it. Where the reality is, if I eat this, am I gonna be proud in the morning? That answer is very clear. I'm not gonna be proud in the morning. We are all looking to believe in ourselves. We are all looking to have confidence in ourselves and our ability to create the thing that we believe we want in our life. That's what we are all looking for. We cannot believe in ourselves when we continue to do things that we are not proud of. It's really that simple. If you can't say a hell yes, I'll be proud of this decision tomorrow, don't do it. It can be that simple, okay? So I saw this recently with my client, with a client I was coaching. She came to me for her weekly meeting and we're talking and she's saying, you know, I just still really need to do some work. I really, you know, I have to, you know, I do okay during the week. And last week I stuck to the things that we talked about and I did the, you know, salads that I talked about. But then Friday there was this thing after work and I had to go to it. It was for work and then I came home and my family had people over. So there were people in the house, we were entertaining. And I had done well, and I even did well at the after work function, but then I came home and I was like, oh, and she's like, so I went and I ate this pizza and I had it in my fridge and it was better than the food that they were eating, but you know, that's what I ate. And then I said to her, I said, hey, listen, I looked over your numbers, your numbers look really good. Why is this a problem? And she said, because I didn't really feel proud of what I did. And that's when it was like, oh, that's what we're looking for. She felt uncertain about her ability to get the result, which was reversing her diabetes, normalizing her blood sugar, bringing her A1C down at her next doctor's visit. She felt uncertain to do that because she was not proud of the decision she had made on that Friday night about pizza. She wants, she knows cutting those foods out of her diet is a major player in fixing her type 2 diabetes. She wants to cut them out because she knows it's not healthy. And even though her results were awful, she was not proud of the decision she had made. This is why the question of whether I'm going to be proud or not is so important. It's so powerful. So that's the question. This week, I want you to practice that. Like, see what information comes up, what feelings come up, what, what do you tell yourself? See what comes up for yourself when you're asking that question for meals. Am I going to be proud of myself if I eat this? And then if you tell yourself yes, and in the morning you wake up and you feel like ass, you feel horrible, you're like so embarrassed, or you're like beating yourself up, that was a lie you told yourself when you said yes. 
That's a whole different thing. That's a thought error, right? That's something else that needs to be dealt with, okay? Your ability to be honest with yourself, that's something else that needs to be dealt with. But if you eat something and you say, you're, you're like, yes, I would be proud of my decision to eat this. I'm gonna be happy with that decision. In the morning when I wake up, I'm gonna be like, yep, I made a good decision here. Then you wake up in the morning and you're like, hell yeah. Again, nobody says like, oh, I'm gonna regret the salmon and the salad. Nobody says that. It's a safe one. And in the morning you wake up and you're like high five in yourself. You're like, I did great. So ask yourself that question. See what comes up. If you have any questions about this strategy, please let me know. I'm happy to answer anything. Delane at DelaneMD.com. If you know that this kind of stuff is what you're needing help with, set up a reverse your diabetes assessment call. We can get clear on what it is specific that your obstacle is and why you haven't been able to overcome it. Okay. And then you can talk, we can talk about joining the group. Okay. The group is where you can get the help that you need to finally put this diabetes thing behind you. Start living a naturally healthy life for all the reason that, reasons that that is important to you. All right. I will be back next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.